radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. We are joined to start the show today with a very good friend of the the show, Sarah Absher is joining us today to talk about something other than COVID. Um, As I was saying in the pre-show, Frank, Sarah, beautiful Sarah here, ran for school board in Forsyth County, North Carolina, and um, in a very blue area and really almost just eked out this win. I mean, she busted her hump to to fight for kids um, and she's got something crazy going on. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. We're really Great to have you back. Yeah, really glad you're here because I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a little background for everybody. Um, last week, Libs of TikTok put out this video, which we're gonna show everybody on screen in a second. Um, you guys won't be able to hear it, but they will, and it's disturbing to say the least. And then Sarah, I'll turn it over to you to explain what's happened since. And there's an article up at Uncovered DC that explains what we're gonna talk about in detail, but. Let's just take a look at this clip. Here we go. If we can. There we go. So what you just watched was a we think 14-year-old girl getting a lap dance from a man dressed in drag during school hours. Sarah, can you uh, share with everybody what the hell is going on here? Yes. So uh, we have um, something called early college. A lot of schools have it where high school students get to go to local area colleges and take college credits, but they're still high school students. So at our local community college, Forsyth Tech, we have freshmen through seniors taking uh, what we call early college classes. Um, And so that means that you do have high school kids mixing with college kids. And so you you have to be pretty vigilant about that because there's there's a lot of developmentally that happens there from a 14-year-old to a 20-year-old. And um, so the Pride Club at Forsyth Tech organized a performance. The problem is they organized it during school hours at the lunch hour, and it was done in what's called what I think they call the Blaze Grill, which is the cafeteria essentially. And high school students have to eat in there. They they can't leave campus for lunch. So I suppose if they had packed their lunch and wanted to sit in the hallway, they could have avoided it. But other than that, they had to see that. Um, and then of course you have the very questionable, possibly most likely criminal activity of a grown adult performing overtly lewd and lascivious acts right near or basically on top of a 14-year-old girl. Um, and so that was the start of the story. And Libs of TikTok highlighted this because they were proud of it. They, they, post, they posted it uh, on the school's page, um, not seeing that there was any problem, which is ridiculous. So... Lots of outrage, especially among conservative parents, but the school kind of stayed silent on it. Of course, 
quietly, most of the school board members, even the very liberal ones said, oh, we are outraged. We didn't know this was going to happen. Um, they put out a very watered down statement, uh, basically saying we need to open up the lines of communication to make sure. <laughs> I mean, just about as generic as you could get, almost as if we were talking about something as minor as uh, yeah, I can't even think of something, but just nothing controversial, nothing nothing like a lap dance. I just um, have to say that's a man's penis in a 14-year-old girl's face, okay? Let me just put that out there. That that's what happened. All right. And, and, and even it if it wasn't a man. Covered. What what? It's gen, it's, genita- it's an it's adult genitalia in a 14-year-old girl's face. It's just it, it, it's just Oh gosh. So there's more. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And and to be clear, he was not exposing his genitalia, but it was barely covered. So not what you will. But um, so this outrage is going on. We're hoping that the police will investigate. The DA will press charges. It's not happening. We're getting the runaround. And so one of the moms who's very active, her name's Ashley Wallace, and she uh, was instrumental in organizing all of us to protest all the COVID stuff in the schools. So she gets the machine cranking again and says, okay, guys, we're going to go to the school board meeting, which we've done a lot. And we're going to, before the public comment period, we're going to stand out there with signs, do anything bad. We're just going to stand there with signs uh, to express our opinion and show basically a groundswell of for conservative school board members and just conservative values in general. So, and, and, and really this isn't a Republican or Democrat issue because we have plenty of Democrats that are upset. So that was the plan. And then Ashley calls me and says, yeah, a police detective from the Winston-Salem police department called me and says he wants to talk. And I said, okay, so um, in North Carolina, you can, it's a single party consent state. So you can record conversations without, with only one party knowing. So when she called the detective back, that's what we did. So we recorded the conversation and basically the detective, he's very professional and very nice, but the words he says are intimidating. You you can draw your own conclusions when you listen to the audio, but um, basically says, we just want to make sure we're not trying to change your mind about this protest, but we just want to make sure nobody gets in trouble. uh, And you're in compliance. Right. Um, right. So obviously, all kinds are they, of are they calling? Issues. Are they calling the stripper too? Well, or, that's or, a, that's a great point, Frank. Because um, the first police action was not to investigate the incident, not to interview witnesses. And 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 side note, all of the teachers there were mandatory reporters. Meaning, if they saw a crime happen, they had an obligation to call the police right then and there. So as a side note, but no, the first police action that happened was calling up and saying to a mom who's organizing a protest to speak out against this, uh, hey, it's a nice thing you got here. Be shame if something happened to it. Pretty much. He said, um, I'll read the quote that he said. He said, um, he's cordial and everything, but he said, (laughs) I just wanted to pass on some information to you. And he's not trying to change your mind or anything like that. But now the cop is asking, acting as a an in a middleman for the school security director. 
So he says, I'd like to pass on some information to you. And he's not trying to change your mind or anything like that. But in fairness, I think that it's, you know, right for you to know that the incident with the girl at Forsyth Tech, the principal and the school and the district office was unaware that there was even going to be that happening at the school or they wouldn't have sent kids. So for whatever that's worth, he asked that I pass that on to you. And he did kind of he's a little bit puzzled about if it was an incident that happened at Forsyth Tech. Why are you protesting? This is the cop acting. Why are you? Because it's a sex crime. <laughs> exactly. And because it be because whether or not who knew it or not, it happened. And I'm, it, it it's crazy. Like he goes calm on. Calm down. Calm down. Let's let cooler heads prevail here. It, it, the fact that they go running to anybody who might be organizing some sort of a legitimate protest in in reaction to something like this happening, worrying that they might take it too far. It's already gone too far. Exactly. The, the act the act was a step, several steps too far. And they want to make sure that there's nothing coming from the, of course, the the new domestic terror threat, which are concerned parents. The the. The biggest problem here is that throughout the entire call, there is never any guidance on what they need to do to be in, quote, compliance. So the whole basis of this call was basically to tell them, we don't understand why you're doing this. It would be a shame if you didn't follow all the rules and something, you know, bad happened to people. They got arrested or, you know, whatever. And the whole call is embedded in the article at Uncover DC. You can listen to all six minutes and 16 seconds of it. And you'll hear the, the officer is very cordial and nice and whatever, but this is a completely inappropriate phone call to make to. He's like, oh, I'm a dad, I understand. Clearly not. Or you'd be arresting the, the freaking freaks that were shaking around their junk in kids' faces. Just saying. Or even investigating them. They're, and, and basically what we have been told um, by several people is that really we need to convince who, somebody who was there to file a police report so that they can initiate an investigation. Here's my issue with that. Um, you know, this is not apples and apples, but if somebody posted a video of them hurting a child, like you know, physically hurting a child, like, uh, you know, beating up a, a kid, right? In any town would not wait to press charges or the police would not wait to investigate. That would, I mean, could you imagine the outcry? So how is this different? It's because because to them, uh, they have to find a way to make this a um, a, a matter of, oh, you, you showed up at the park and you had a picnic without a permit. You see, the, the idea of laying down a blanket and sharing sandwiches with your family is not very offensive. But from a technical standpoint, you should have had the permit in the park after a certain time. It was sundown, something like that. They don't want to get into a position where they have to actually condemn strippers and drag shows and and adult sexual entertainment they want to make this a a matter of oh there's a miscommunication about the where the when i, I that's so that's what i see because if they have to actually talk about how um immoral this entire thing is then they're actually passing condemnation on the a, a very privileged powerful group right now and um and, and th that's the way i see it they they want they want to make this about you didn't have oh, the, the where and the when got crossed up. It's not that there's anything wrong about being a cross-dresser around children. Of course not, because that would cause them far more problems. Um, just a couple questions I wanted to ask you, uh, Sarah. Every, a lot of people want to know what the girl's parents do. Do we know what the girl's parents have done? 
We don't, but unofficially, uh, they set that media scrutiny from Libs of TikTok. There's been almost a total local media blackout, but yet the Libs of TikTok story was picked up by the Daily Mail in the UK. So this is, it's, it's very bizarre. A lot of local officials don't even know what's going on. Um, uh, they, the parents, I believe, are pretty liberal and... Um, you know, the, the, some people would argue, well, this girl, you know, she wanted to participate. And I would say, you know, 16 is the age of consent in North Carolina, which I think is still too young. But it doesn't matter if she wanted to do it. She's not old enough to consent. And um, so her parents could absolutely sue the school, and they should. But um, we haven't really heard anything from the parents. There's another interesting connection here that, you know, there's no real, this is more of like, oh, of course this is what is going on here, in my opinion. The chair of the school board, I believe it is, right? Deanna Kaplan is her name. Mm -hmm. She is married to to a former state representative and the former county commissioner for, what, 2006 to 2022, so a long time, who kind of runs the county and has a lot of connections and could make sense why this cop is taking such a liking to Ashley for some odd reason um, about this because his wife is the chair of the school board and he used to be county commissioner and he made all these relations. I just think that there's, I mean, listen, local corruption is everywhere, Sarah, you know better than most people do. Um, but the the other interesting thing here is the the messaging around it, honestly. So this was from 10 in the morning until two in the afternoon at the cafeteria during the school day, right? They they advertised the hell out of it. And the thing that got me was, weren't they doing STD testing at this location during this time too? Yes, so the health department had been invited and they were doing, and I think it's um, part, what I call, speaking of local corruption, um, I call it the nonprofit industrial complex in Winston-Salem, just because our three biggest employers are nonprofits. Um, and so there's a lot of that going on. But the health department came and did STD testing. Um, so that means that there were other mandatory reporters, not just teachers there, nurses. Um, anyone associated with the health department is most likely a mandatory reporter. And they they tried to basically distance the school from the media reports that I read. And I kept the story very short and to the point. But the school basically was like, oh, um, the school in the, 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 that manages the children was like, oh, they didn't tell us this was going to happen and we had no idea. There needs to be better right. communication between the college and the elementary school or the high school. And I'm looking around saying this thing was advertised like everywhere. There is no way they didn't know that this was going on. I mean, they had four of these people in there dancing around like idiots. Um, Again, the, the only re- the only reason why this is being uh, everybody's talking about uh, crossing of lines of communication is just because they don't want to have to condemn the actual the actual uh, so-called performance. Well, one of the quotes in local media from somebody involved with the school was no child should have to see that. No child should have to watch that. I'm telling you right now, if my kid ever had to experience something like that, the hell that would rain down upon, I would sue the school, I would sue the police department, I would sue every individual that was there and didn't say something. This is a 14 year old girl right. with a man's junk in her face. Any, what's next, Sarah? So hopefully with it, um, and we're already seeing uh, Gays Against Groomers, the North Carolina chapter has come to, a, besides Uncover DC, they've come 
come to the table and are putting pressure on local officials. You know, I should have happened from day one when this happened, because sometimes things do happen, whether it's a teacher acting inappropriately with a student, you, you hope that they don't. But when they do, the right thing to do is to immediately hold the superintendent should have held a press conference and said, we're putting everybody involved on administrative leave. We're doing a, an investigation and we're going to be very transparent with that investigation. And, and then they should have fired the people responsible for approving this because clearly their judgment is not because this raises the whole question like whoever is okay with this do they have the capacity to make sure our kids are safe in other situations and i would say no um and so that's what should have happened but instead it's a political hot potato they're all kind of pointing at each other no one will address it and so some accountability and my hope is that the school will finally step up and do the right thing and heads will roll and every day that we wait, I think more heads should roll. Mm, agreed. Well, Sarah, thank you for joining us this morning to tell us about this. We're going to continue following the story. I'm sending Adam up to uh, up to see you, and he's going to cover the meeting and record what's going on there and just have a press presence there for, you know, for documentation sake. And we'll, we'll keep our eye on this because a lot of the times we see the original video of what happened. We don't ever know what happens afterwards. And you guys are working hard up there. So thanks for your bravery and for your passion. And we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> um, that was fast. Okay, hold All on. Right, now that she's gone, let's do drugs. Oh, really? Is that what we're going to do now? It's drug Friday. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, we have a lot to talk about today outside of that terrible stuff. Um, I want to talk about this leaker quote. We didn't. We have barely talked about this Pentagon leaker. Do you know mm. anything about this at all? Yeah. Okay. What do you yeah. know? Share it with the well, group. Well, uh, apparently, when all these when uh, I, it's it's interesting because now we're wondering whether or not this was uh this is going to be part of the whole restrict act thing, the the TikTok ban. Um, uh, which was really just a widespread reach into social media where people are gathering because, of course, now here is Discord where everybody I, you have you yep. know, this group of guys on Discord. Now, I now as far as an, a, a Massachusetts State Air National Guardsman, I I know from the people I've spoken to that there is some circumstances where they can be privy to top secret information and get clearances and stuff like that. But I just don't understand this at all. Uh, but then he he's also, he's sharing all of these documents that give snapshots of what's going on in Ukraine. And- um, Is he uh, though? I, Is it him? Are we sure? Do we know? I, you know, I, I don't know, but you know who found out? You know who found him? The I think the Washington Post. So that point, just in and of itself, okay? Somebody said, it was Hans on Twitter said, can you imagine if when Woodward and Bernstein were doing their Watergate reporting, if instead of focusing on the content of what was leaked to them, they did a whole expose of Deep Throat instead of who or, gave or, Yeah. Or the guy who was working for Deep Throat or whatever. And then they excoriated him and demanded stronger protections to make sure it never happened again, that they got the information about Watergate. Like, that's what happened with the press in this situation. They've been running around begging for more 
control and censorship so that we don't have anything terrible like this happen again. Well, because they also don't want anybody being able to do better uh, work better informational work and publishing work than these old publishing dinosaurs. I mean, you can argue now there are uh, we we've been talking about whistleblowers and, and 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 leaks for a long time now. And there is a difference between going through proper whistleblower channels to get information out to the public or to your superiors. And then there's a there's a, and then, of course, there is breaking the law and taking the responsibility that you have breached the contract and you know you're going to endanger yourself by just taking sensitive material and bringing it to the public and endangering some other stuff too. That that whole dichotomy there is always going to be present in a talk like this, but on top of it all is the question of what has been revealed. No, no, nothing, it, really, honestly. Well, I, I I think it's the opposite of that. I think it's confirmation for at least another opportunity for confirmation for people who have not really paid attention thus far that the entire Ukraine thing has been nonsense. It has been run by us from the beginning. Correct. They have been especially lying about how well Ukraine, the Ukrainian so-called army is doing. They are losing men seven to one compared to Russia. Um, I mean, it, it is... Be, and of course, the entire thing is being run by the Pentagon. It's an American war. We know it's been proxy since the beginning, but now it's all out there. And 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 several top um, American officials have been blatantly lying about it. So not only should is there the conversation about what should be done about this kid if he actually is the one who leaked this and 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 whatever. That there's a crime that was committed. But on the other hand, there are plenty of people inside of the United States government who need to immediately resign and also be tried. I mean, this is a this is huge. And and, and Europe, if you are a European nation, a nation uh, official or or even a citizen out there, what the hell? Your best friend. You just have more more information here that proves your best friend is a serial killer. Do you think that that that? This comes as a surprise that the Amer United States government is spying on other countries, even in our access of friends, and that I other mean, countries don't do the same thing to each other. <laughs> like, it's, not even, it's not even spying. We attacked Germany. Well, OK, there's there's more in it than just war plans. There's more in the drop than just war. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here that was supposedly released and, and, and put out there. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock for Sam Brinton to take. <laughs> I know. Don't, don't do it around him. <laughs> you think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your hemorrhoid cream or your panties or your strap-on or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wake up and you see a you see a strange bald man wearing it in Texas somewhere. Working you, for the federal government. Uh, when you go online without a VPN, Frank, internet service providers can see every single website that you visit. And then they can legally sell that information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who use their data, your, your data to target you, like, you know, without having to change their entire national security uh, apparatus to spy on your Discord channel. Yeah. <laughs> 
When you use ExpressVPN, ISPs can't see your online activity. Your your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server and your data is encrypted for maximum protection. You just fire up the app and click a button. Phones, laptops, routers, everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. We personally like it for reasons that were sel- they're kind of selfish. Other than the security it provides, Will likes to watch the Met game. Oh, okay. We're, we're here in South Carolina, so. You got to do what you got to do. You got to watch those Mets. Well, got to watch them lose. <laughs> Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash dark to light today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash dark to light. And you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash dark to light. But it's interesting because Glenn Greenwald tells us in this episode of um, his show all about the Pentagon Papers and the Espionage Act and what happened with the Pentagon Papers during Vietnam. Do you know that story at all? Uh, I know a little bit about it. I was rushing up for tonight. I have some things to I have some things uh, set aside for it. But you have a clip. I do. I have Glenn Greenwald here. Let me rewind it a little bit. It's It's a little longer what his explanation is. I think I'm starting it in the right place. Hold on. Um, if not, I'll just have to fix it. But um, he, he explains the Pentagon Papers, the Espionage Act. And when we go through this, I just want to play this. This entire episode is fantastic, by the way. Thank you, Adam Carter, for sending it to me. And then we're going to talk about what happens to people who are uh, charged under the Espionage Act and how they are basically guaranteed a conviction no matter what and what the Espionage Act was. So here we go real quick records and the like, a program that we were able to expose because Edward Snowden allowed go. us to do so and was ultimately ended up not publishing a majority of the documents, only publishing the ones that Hold were on. We certainly did the same in the Snowden case. We, we ended up not publishing a majority of the documents, only publishing the ones that were necessary to inform the public debate about what the NSA was doing in secret against their privacy and against people's it, privacy the around the world. So these kinds of leaks are crucial to journalism. Because if you don't have them, what you have instead are leading media outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, NBC News, CNN, doing the bidding of the U.S. security state. They get secrets passed to them all the time, and they publish those. But they're secrets the CIA wants you to hear. They're the secrets the Pentagon wants you to hear. So it's basically just state media feeding you constantly leaks that seem like they're unauthorized because they come from anonymous sources, So they have that feel of something edgy and radical. But that's all that is, is feeding you lies and propaganda and deceit that they want to give the veneer of some sort of journalistic achievement to. That's how Russiagate was constantly propagated. The CIA would go to Ken Delaney and NBC News or Natasha Bertrand, who worked at MSNBC and then worked her way up to The Atlantic and CNN and Politico. She's now at CNN. And every one of the reports would say, intelligence officials tell us. The Washington Post and the New York Times won Pulitzers for that kind of reporting that in reality was just propaganda on behalf of the U.S. security state. The only counterweight to that is when we get these giant leaks of the kinds I just reviewed. Here we go. That allow us to shed light on what the U.S. security state is doing in secret. Now, there's a current claim that oh, we have a similar leak it. of that. Damn it. I skipped the Pentagon Papers. I had it queued up at the wrong spot. I'm very upset you about You messed up this entire show. Wow, that's harsh. There's no going back now. All right, so let's just scrap all this then and do jokes the rest of the time. What time is it? 8:00? No, no, the episode's over. <laughs> that was so mean, Frank. What? 
Just one. Just find the clip. Just go. <laughs> Hold on. I need you to hear about the Pentagon 13. Papers. Well, it's keep administration the media. I need you to hear another it. offensive around the corner. Another Here we 10, go. I found was to now. prove to the American people that the government, the Pentagon, and the CIA had been lying to them for over a decade about their views of the Vietnam War. In public, leading Pentagon officials and leading officials of the uh, Johnson administration were telling the public that they believed and in fact knew that the U.S. was on its way to winning the war in Vietnam, that all that was needed was another offensive around the corner, another 10,000 troop call-ups. They were constantly insisting that they were winning the war and believed that they would win. Internally, though, in private, they were saying exactly the opposite. They were admitting that the most that they could hope for was a stalemate, that they would never really be able to conquer Vietnam, to install the rule of the South Vietnamese allies of theirs in North Vietnam, that essentially the most that they could hope for was simply having the war continue on and on and on with no resolution in sight, that the Viet Cong, Cong would fight forever, and there was no way American power could be brought to bear to win the war. In other words, they were lying to the American public by telling the American people the exact opposite of what they were saying in private. And Daniel Ellsberg, when he saw that, thought, I know I'm going to go to jail probably for life if I do this, but I, in my good conscience, cannot allow my fellow citizens to continue to believe this lie about the Vietnam War. I need to expose what Pentagon officials are really saying in secret so that Americans can decide whether they want to support this war or not, based not on the lies they were being fed through the media, but based on the truth. And Ellsberg would have gone to prison for doing that had it not been for the fact that the Nixon administration broke into his psychoanalyst's office to try and steal his psychoanalyst records to reveal his psychosexual secrets and discredit him and distract attention away from the leaks, which caused the court to rule that that misconduct warranted dismissing the, the espionage charges against him. But had it not been for that, and Daniel Ellsberg himself says that to this very day, he would have gone to prison for life. It's almost impossible to beat an espionage charge when the United States brings it under the Espionage Act of 1917, which was a law that Woodrow Wilson implemented to criminalize dissent into the, of the U.S.'s participation in that first world war in Europe. Okay. It's basically kind of the same thing as the Pentagon Papers, except the dude dropped it in a gaming dis Discord channel instead of giving it to journalists. Because as Glenn says, the entire Russiagate, like it's, it's all propaganda to make you think that you're getting leaks from inside the government, but it's not. It's, it's directed leaks because what journalists do now is they sit back at their desk with their feet up and wait for the phone to ring from a pal inside the IC and they pick yep. up the phone and you see what they do to actual whistleblowers. Just look at Kyle and Steve and and all, all the folks in the suspendables and what they're going through right now, which is utterly insane. It's continuing to this day. One yep. other, I mean, look at what Snowden's been exiled. Julian Assange is locked up in a prison overseas. Um, you know, anybody that comes up against espionage, case in point, Joshua Adam Schulte, the man who allegedly, or now he was proven guilty, of course, because this is where we're at, leaked the Vault 7 secrets to um, WikiLeaks. And Joshua Adam Schulte is, is still facing a ridiculous amount of heat. They needed to, in my opinion, after reading all this documentation and following his case, 
They needed to cover up the fact that they had such lax security inside the CIA that some hacker was able to get in and grab this stuff. And so they found a guy who was upset with the lax security who complained to an, uh, an inspector general about it under proper channels. And they blamed it all on him, planted child porn on his computer, arrested him for that domestic, um, you know, sexual assault, a whole host of other crimes. Then, Frank, this guy's in jail, okay? He's in a skiff to review the materials for his case because they're so sensitive. He has a government-issued laptop, a government-issued, you know, everything is government-issued from the government. He has to strip down naked, basically, to be searched before he goes into the skiff. He can't take anything in with him. This government computer sitting there, they say that they, they, first of all, they raid his cell and take all his privileged discovery materials and his attorney-client privileged documents. I mean, they've been torturing this man. Nobody knows about this. And they say he they found child porn on his government-issued skiff computer that he's using to prepare his defense for his trial. Right, yeah. Like Amazing that. how ch child porn pops up everywhere whenever they have, <laughs> yeah. Think about that for a second. And and the, the judge in the case is just like, mm, let's go on with it. I mean, this poor kid, he's in, his, he's in his late 20s now, early 30s, swears he never leaked these things to WikiLeaks, swears it wasn't him. It seems to me to have a lot of parallels to what we're seeing now. But what really got me was this morning, NBC News, the Biden administration is looking at expanding how it monitors social media sites and chat rooms after U.S. intelligence failed to realize classified Pentagon documents circulated online for weeks. Glenn Greenwald eventually gets to the point where he advanced, he talks about how it looks like this could potentially have been the United States dropping these documents. I was thinking about, I, I, I was, I, I'm trying to find ways because there was the one thing off the bat that I knew that if they never found the leaker, it was definitely the feds, just like the, the Supreme Court leaker. If just like Las Vegas, they, yep, the shooting, they never, found... never, whenever they don't, they just can't find anything. They can find a pin in a pile of pins, but they, they can't find that. I said, okay, off the bat, that means fed, but that that's not the only situation in which it would be. Now, so the, so the next question is, is there any chance that this kid could have been enabled to put this out there? Is he a real person? Is he some kind of AI composite or something? He I don't sitting, know. He was sitting there reading a book when they showed up. Like, it all looks so contrived to me. I might be wrong. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm just giving you my opinion on this. The whole thing just stinks to high heaven. We have the Missouri v. Biden case, which is about to go through temporary injunction where they're going to be cut off from basically doing anything that they're doing right now through NGOs or otherwise. Now they're going for, you know, we saw in the Missouri v. Biden case how they were going after WhatsApp chats for censorship. These are chats between your friends or it's basically like the government coming into your living room and saying, don't talk about that. You're not allowed. It's a national security secret. We had um, what's his name from the White House saying that or from CISA, I'm sorry, saying that talking about bank failures or things going on in the economy is a threat to national security because it could destabilize the currency. I mean, wh what's next? And now the Restrict Act comes out. People are like, hell no, this is worse than the Patriot Act on steroids. And now all of a sudden we have a conveniently placed leak of things that really honestly, from a lot of people who know, they've said these things don't really make a difference in the grand scheme of what's happening. Like from- How do they, how do they not make a difference? From an intelligence standpoint, from like, 
from a war strategy, from the upper level, from the actual oh, well, yeah. functioning well, well, level. Yeah. Well, it's not saying, it's not making any kind of, uh, it's not a game plan as to what's happening next, but it is a revelation that everything that we have been told about the nature of this war has been, in fact, a complete fabrication. It's 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 another illegal, undeclared war. It's an impeachable offense. There are several people that need to lose their jobs in the upper echelons of the government right now. Yes. And they also need to be tried. I mean, it, it is pretty in, in, impressive. I mean, the, the only plans that really matter is Russia, because the grounds uh, in Ukraine are about to uh, are about to dry out over there. And the spring offensive is probably going to be a steamroller and a steamroller. And event. then you also have. um you know, I forgot what I was going to say. It was it was in regards to Ukraine, though. Oh, you have Biden over in 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 uh, Ireland. Where's he in Ireland? And his travel plans are strewn across the streets, like right out in the open. His travel pl- so the whole thing is bullshit. Like you said, you know they could find a needle in a haystack. Look what they did with just metadata from phones to capture J six people. They still haven't gotten the pipe bombers. They still haven't gotten the people um, the pipe bombers from J six. They haven't gotten the Supreme Court leaker. They just can't figure out who that person is. And, and and with the Supreme Court leak, it could be only like one of five people. I mean, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is they think we're stupid. And now they want to use this as some reason to further spy on Americans in the interest of national security. When What my point is, is that clearly it has nothing to do with national security, Frank. It has everything to do with the American people knowing what our government is actually doing. It has yeah. nothing like these leaks did not hurt American national security. Like I said, people that I are well in position to know have told me there's nothing really consequential in there in terms of our security as a nation. It's more about controlling what the people think. That's what their main goal is. And now it's going to we're going to have Kevin McCarthy, who who is all for the Ukraine war now, all of a sudden in there saying we must control, uh, you know, how this stuff happens. We have to have better safeguards in the age of the Internet. No, th- th- this should be Kevin McCarthy saying we must withdraw all support from this war zone now. That's what should be happening. That's what sh- that's what should be happening. And that's why that's another thing I was wondering. I said, all right, out of all the things that could play out right now, uh, could this be which I I thought the UFO thing was going to be may have been an opportunity for them to say, ah, eh, let's let's put war on the, the back burner. We have an existential threat from outer space coming in. I, I was wondering, is this. Are they looking for an out? There's no way because there's no real way to get out of this without saving. They, they can't save face at this point. No. And um, then we got it. We got an article yesterday from Seymour Hirsch, Frank, trading with the enemy. People have leaked to Seymour Hirsch that the Ukraine government is using American tax dollars to buy diesel fuel from who? Russia. From the Russians? I, is this part of the $400 million skim? Um, I don't know if it's if it's included in in that or if it's if it's above and beyond. How much of our money, fake money, I might add, are we going to continue sending to this freak in Ukraine? How much? It's disgusting. The American people, everybody with the Ukraine, and all these NPCs with the Ukraine flag in their freaking profile they're, wor- they're worthless just just don't even think about them anymore they're worthless people you can't you can't anybody anybody who still continues to assert that there is a real reason for us to be out there a national security reason any legitimate reason for us to be out there and doing this you just cannot trust their judgment perhaps they're good people but they have a piece missing you can't trust their judgment you, you just change change the the subject 
talk about the Ninja Turtles or something nostalgic and and stop talking about that. You can't trust them. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that people are making a lot of different uh, comparisons to uh, people like Alexander Vindman today, who uh, is not in jail for leaking uh, his own documents about Ukraine. Uh, he's not in jail about lying. He's not in jail. He shouldn't. He's not under any kind of investigation or ethics probe for admitting that he has been offered under a couple of circumstances a a defense minister job yep. in U- Ukraine. Yep. He was being poached by the Ukrainian military, and that wasn't a bigger story. I- Instead, he landed a role on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, I mean, th- this is just yeah, uh, Apple. It's it's not only whatever. that, but. We have special forces over there right now. When is, why don't we, we no longer need a declaration of war to send our troops into a country. Obviously, we've been doing it like this for years. We're in a state of perpetual freaking war. Meanwhile, we look like absolute imbeciles to the world. And I'm sorry, but it's by design. They are forcefully and purposefully making us into complete and total losers it's by design. There's there is no way that we are truly this inept. It's just impossible. So it's a it's a big problem. It's something that we need to keep our eyes on for sure. Um, and, you know, we've got battles on many fronts right now, but. I'm going to move on from this topic. I've got a couple more things and something funny to watch so we can then end on a high note. Um, Thomas Massey sent this last night. From Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicaid, COVID-19 vaccine provider incentive program, Frank. Mm -hmm. If you meet the below thresholds for vaccination with at least one dose by September 1st, 2021, you'll receive the initial incentive payment based on the following rates. 30% of Anthem members vaccinated, you get a $20 bonus per vaccinated member. 40%, you get a $45 bonus per. 50%, you get a $70 bonus. 60%, you get a $100 bonus. And if you get 75% of your Anthem members vaccinated, you get a $125 bonus per vaccinated member. If you think this is the first time that this has ever happened, you'd be wrong. They do this all the time with all kinds of drugs. Always brings up to my, in the front of my mind, Gigi from Uncovered DC's poor daughter who committed suicide after being prescribed Zoloft as a 16-year-old Just a terrible, terrible story that if you guys don't know, I'll put the link to the interview that I did with Gigi years ago in the comments, I mean, in the description box. But they were bribing doctors to prescribe this medicine to people who shouldn't take it. We had an article that should be coming up at the High Wire that Michelle wrote yesterday about the same thing with Zoloft, how they created a scale for for primary care physicians to identify mental illness using stupid, are are you sad in the morning? Do you have a problem sleeping? Like just general human things that happen. If you check these boxes, prescribe them Zoloft, they'll be better. Have you ever felt like, I don't know, bored? Have you have you ever felt unsure about <laughs> anything? You should probably be heavily sedated all the time. It's 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 terrible. And again, I'm going to bring this up again because hopefully we'll have a story about this coming up what I I floated on the show on Monday. Could the fact that all these kids are on SSRI medications, which does have sex, they they all have sexual side effects. They all do. 
be a very big, not only for the, every, almost every school shooter is on some kind of SSRI medication because it's just the way it is. Just, we need a fix. We need to keep going with this stuff. But this really blew my mind. The other thing that blew my mind from this morning. So there was um, a guy that made threats to Miriam Webster, Frank, about the definition they had of a woman, you know, just things. But he he made the threats with some threats of violence. Like, you sh- we should burn down your office. You should be shot in the head. You know, mm. you shouldn't say those things, right? You shouldn't say those things in emails to people. You don't know who's the craziest these days. Fine. This guy is sentenced to um, a year in prison for those emails that he sent, okay? Meanwhile, this freak, Sam Brinton, who stole luggage and all kinds of other stuff, his nine Biden's non-binary ex-nuclear waste chief, Sam Brinton, pleads no contest to stealing luggage from Las Vegas airport under plea deal where they will serve no jail time, but will pay $3,670. I'll just leave that to marinate for a second. Hey, listen, all you need to offer me is a uh, Bill de Blasio eating a pile of cold fries in the oh, morning. Oh, take your vaccine. I mean, I I have never listen. I have there has been countless. I would never be able to quantify how many times that I wanted to reach through a television and strangle somebody. I uh, very few times would ever be able to match the rage that built up inside of me when I saw that doofy. When I saw that doofy, that doofy guy. <laughs> When I saw that doofus in a morning broadcast, go, oh, a cheeseburger? Can I have a cheeseburger in the morning? Nibbling on a cheeseburger and cold fries for a morning broadcast to try to get people to go get a genetic serum sloughed into their arms. I want, I can't, I can't tell you what that does to me as far as the rage that just, just, just coursed through my veins. What a disgusting group of people the incentives have been egregious i don't care if it's money or if it's if it's an strippers, edible or, or anything strippers the incentives have been so offensive and the fact that they have been Ill- alluring to anybody is really ju- it's 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 so sad that any of this has been alluring to people um i wanted to do two light-hearted things before we end the show today frank this one was fantastic a lot of people didn't get it, which was even better. Um, Carpe Dunctum, good friend, post yesterday. As a third grade teacher, I often talk about Jesus with my students. They're so excited to hear about my faith. They point to the cross on the wall and ask me about the resurrection. Some have gotten baptized in the sink. As long as they don't tell their parents, it's our secret. Now. It went over a lot of people's heads. A lot of people's heads. And I said, we need more teachers like you. Surely no one would take any issue with this. And people like attacked me for saying it. Like they didn't get that he was doing like a shoe on the other foot about grooming our kids in schools. They didn't understand it. I don't know how you didn't understand something like that. But he kept it going all night. He kept on doing, um, you know, At the beginning of every year, I give each student a gospel of their own to read at school. For some of these kids, I was the first person they came out to as Christian. Even their parents don't know. A few of my students see a communion here because their parents don't allow it at home. That's great. It's great. 
Our school counselor is also a devout Christian and has started offering spiritually affirming care where students can open up about their faith without the judgment of their parents. Many of these kids can't talk to their parents about the transformation Christ made in their hearts. Then, it's confusing for some of these kids when the person they are inside doesn't match who they are on the outside. I have a dress-up box with priestly robes and WWJD bracelets that they are free to try out in their new identity with Christ. For some of my kids, it isn't enough to know who they are in Christ on the inside. They want it to be visible to everyone. I have helped many of my third graders get cross and Jesus tattoos, and you wouldn't believe how excited they are to finally feel right in their own skin. I mean, the responses on these are mind-blowing. There's been a lot of... Leave that out of school. Leave it. Yeah. Oh, man. He has this one. There's been a lot of interest from my students about circumcision, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to find a surgeon willing to do these spirit-affirming surgeries anonymously. If anyone in the Kansas City area knows anyone willing to help save these kids, let me know. Like, well, circumcision is something um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm completely against now. I, I agree. Me too. I'm, compl- I'm completely against it. And I, and uh, Lauren and I had already uh, made the the decision. If, if Aurora were a boy, well, we didn't we didn't know uh, whether we were having a boy or a girl yet. Uh, we're, we are not doing that. If that's something that they wanted to do when they become older. That that's up to them. But the the what I when I have learned what I have learned about male circumcision is and is absolutely horrific. Yep, just like what they do to the female in um, some countries where they remove the clitoris. Just terrible. Yeah. Terrible. You, he says, you can threaten me all you want. I'll never stop affirming these kids' spiritual preference and protecting them from ungodly parents. God will protect me and these kids. Come after me, I dare you. Um, he says, our music director did a huge gospel-based production for Christmas. It went through the entire life of Jesus. After the altar call at the end, there was a celebration dance and all of the kids were required to put donations for the local church in a box on Jesus's loincloth. It's so brilliant. You got to read the responses. I can't believe I'm under attack um, because someone said, I hope it gets you fired because they think he's actually a teacher. I can't believe I'm under attack for simply helping third graders in a public school to understand the diversity of their spiritual identity and facilitating their right to express themselves without fear of parental involvement. These kids know who they are from birth. It is genius. Yeah, I, I love the um, I, I, and there's even a couple of so-called righties, right right wing people in there who are just like this is done. Yeah, no, you're, you're, we're not we're not making it any better. We're we're you know like I got it too. I got it yeah. because I retweeted him and I said with I said God bless. Parents often don't know what is best for their kids when it comes to religion. They should stay out of classrooms and let teachers do their jobs. And I put a laughy emoji and an eye roll underneath it just because I knew there were some people out there who wouldn't think I was kidding. And the the comments, are they blew me away. I can't say I agree with this. I'm all for religion and sent my own kids to religious schools. But parents have every right to weigh in on anything that schools present to their children. I said, precisely. <laughs> Liberal heads are exploding. Someone else said, I really appreciate what Tracy's done for like election integrity and journalism, but this is a bad take. I'm like, I can't believe I have to do this. Yeah. But I um, have to listen, explain it. Listen, <laughs> we, we, we are, um, it's, don't, listen, this is why I say <laughs> embrace your individual self education journey. Embrace books go out there and think and do not identify with a group 
because the more people enter the group, the more people enter the room, the lower the IQ goes. There is you just you don't want to associate with a group or a community. You can be friends with every individual in that so-called group and community, but but there there is no there's no section that is just it, it, there's nothing. I mean, like we, we we make a lot of commentary about the left and their culture and and where their um you know where their beliefs go and what how it translates into policy and and everything else. But we've got uh we've got just as many brain dead people, but they're just. <laughs> they're just i don't know looking at things from a different angle it's brain dead from a different angle you just you just have to just remember don't I, get sucked into a group i don't think that that a lot of the people that commented are brain dead i think they're just missing the sarcasm gene which many people don't have i i know there are people who do not understand like i've been sarcastic because i'm sarcastic and I've been sarcastic to people in pub, like in in conversation, and they've thought I was serious. And I've had to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like you have to explain it to them. Anyway, you're right. There are a lot of really stupid people out there, but a lot of these folks were genuinely like not getting it at all. Genuine. I don't know if that makes them stupid per se, but hey, this is the video from Conservative Mama it, that I wanted to play. It, but it, it's 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 a little it's a it's a it's naivete. It's it's a little stupidity, but it's also just um, it's hesitancy. Like we have, we are we are so hesitant to do what we know is uh, is right, or to stand by something we know to be to be right and good that we're just like, oh no 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 no. You know, yeah, we don't want the strippers in school, but let's let's not push Jesus. Let's not push Jesus too far because then, you know, I don't want to get anybody upset. Let's just keep this neutral here. You know, that's we are. We walk on eggshells and it has really taken people's balls away. Ballless humans running, running around. Lots of ballless humans. All right. This is funny. I thought it was funny. It's two minutes and 45 seconds and then we'll end the show. Don't go anywhere. Watch the video. Do you hear me in the audience? Hit the like button and watch the video. That's what my daughter does to me, by the way. She's going to prom today, Frank. Oh, really? Yes. My nephew's going to prom uh, over the next, I don't know when the hell it's coming up, but very exciting. Is she a junior or senior? She's a junior. She's graduating very soon. January. Same with my my nephew. She's graduating early from high school which is fantastic for her. All right, here we go. Let's watch Conservative Mama. Conference today. Hi there, thank you so much for joining this press conference today. My name is Christina Withersby and I represent the Let Them Run campaign. Let's get started. Most of you are sadly unaware that there is a population of cheetahs out there that now identify as horses. And I would like to proudly announce today that these cheetahs, who are now horses, have requested to compete against horses in American horse racing. Yes, traditionally speaking, horses do top out about 55 miles per hour, while cheetahs can top out right around 75 miles an hour. But these cheetahs now identify as horses and are horses. So horses now top out around 75 miles per hour. And these now horses would like to have a seat at the table, and I think they're entitled to that. And I would just like to state that the Biden administration is in full support 
of the Let Them Run campaign, as well as Megan Rapinoe. Megan, would you would you <laughs> like to say a few words? Come on, come on. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, gosh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm in complete support of cheetahs, which are now horses. They're horses, okay. Uh, competing in horse racing. I, I, don't, I don't know why anyone would even have a, an issue with the Let Them Run campaign. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how anyone could have a problem with this. You know, I don't know. Let them run. Like, let them run, right? Just let them run. Let them run. I mean, who is opposed to running? Whoever is opposed to the Let Them Run campaign, I just... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. If you're opposed to the Let Them Run campaign, then you're racist. You're racist. Oh, no. That's all I got. That's all I got. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. It's almost over. Oh, and I would also like to note that the cheetahs that are now horses have requested that no jockeys ride on their backs during uh, the races that they compete in because that would that would impair and and hamper their performance. Okay. A- any any questions? <laughs> so perfect. love it it's very clownish it's very clownish and it's true and she's really good i love watching her stuff she's funny as hell she really is um are you are you two friends no i don't know her um but i watch her videos all the time she has one on conspiracy theories she just put up i don't even know what it says i think it's pretty obvious that this uh, virus came from a lab in china right i mean china She's good. All right. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Thank God it's Frankly and... Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. You can also check us out live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and on Twitter. And don't forget to check out Frank's show every Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on Rumble, Quite Frankly TV. Dot TV, anywhere else you can find it, it's everywhere. It's everywhere nowadays. And we'll be Did back. Did you watch last night's show? No. no you should I watch last night's show. I had a, I had a storm chaser on last night. Oh, fun. Okay. It was, a lot of, it was great. You should love, you would love it. Everybody was talking about it in the chat. I will watch it uh, while I wait for my daughter to leave prom. Mm. Yeah, because that's how I roll. We'll see you back here on Monday. Later. <laughs> <laughs>